everyone, this is Colby, and welcome to the Learn By Doing podcast. In this week's episode, I have a great conversation with Andy Lehman. Andy is a former staff pastor at Oaks Church and is now helping our senior pastor, Scott Wilson, run the Father Initiative, which we talked a little bit about the Father Initiative in this episode, but if you want more info, there's a link in the details to this podcast. However, the majority of our conversation with Andy is about his recent 40-day water fast. It's crazy. We discuss why he did it, his journey through it, some things he learned from it, but he also gives us some helpful tips that we can apply if we ever decide to do an extensive fast like this. Let's dive in. I really felt like this was the worst man flu I've ever had. Like I was down for the count for like several days where I was good for nothing. Yeah, so. Good for nothing, couldn't do anything. Good for literally nothing. So you're, how long have you had that? How long have you been? That was like a week. Dude. And then it's been since, yeah, the beginning of January that I've I've been uh, sniffling. So all that to say, if my voice is extra, I'm not I'm not trying to do like a. <laughs> You're not like, trying to do an Earl. Like a, what the? <laughs> I'm not trying to do like sexy podcast. Yeah. If that's yeah. what you're asking, yeah. Colby. Yeah, I'm just trying to be myself, but my voice is a little raspy, so I apologize. Well, it adds a, it adds a new flair to the podcast for sure. Perhaps you, more authoritative. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe the whole, yeah. I think so. They'll just need to turn the bass down a little bit on the equalizer so it's not I mean, too you boomy. really have a good voice for video right now. I mean, I'm not. Well, my mom always told me that I've got a face for audio podcasts. Just kidding. She never said that. She thinks I'm Hampson. Lindsay, though, <laughs> Lindsay she said, thinks Lindsay. that I. But <laughs> we're married. It's too late. So take my podcast voice and love it. You definitely have a face for audio podcasts. Yeah. Man. This will all be edited out, of course. No, no, this is so good. This is good <laughs> stuff. What are you doing right now? So just kind of backtracking, you were um, on staff at the church for yep. uh, over our local and global, yep. our local and global pastor for a while. Yep. And then uh, uh, recently just transitioned to, right, the Father Initiative. Is, mm-hmm. that, is that correct? That is absolutely correct. So what are you, like, what are you doing? Like, what do you do? What am I doing now? Or? Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. So what I'm doing now, it started with a vision for church planting. Okay. So that that actually started at the CMN conference, the very first CMN conference. Um, I guess it was 2018. And Doug Clay, yeah. the general superintendent of the Assemblies of God, was up sharing, and he shared the vision of a healthy church in every community. And he said, what is your part? What part is God calling you to play in this vision of a healthy church in every community? Um, and so uh, Pastor Scott Wilson, senior pastor of the Oaks Church yes, in Red Oak, so, Texas, yes. if you're familiar with Our it. church. This fantastic church right here. He felt like the Lord said, um, I'm calling you to plant 50 churches. A year. A year. Yeah, you know this story. Yeah. yeah. Well, 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 yeah. Also just because that's a big difference. 50 50 versus 50 a year year. is a lot. Yeah. yeah. So it started total versus 50. Yeah. So it started with this vision of planting a lot of churches. So we started talking to CMN. They're a great organization, church multiplication network. Yeah. Um, Man, planting hundreds of churches, resourcing. Incredible. Yeah. I mean, I think of like people that planted churches 20 years ago, people thought they were crazy. Like we didn't, we didn't really call them church planners. No. We called them like pioneers. Cause yeah, it was like no, the wild dude, you're west. Like mis- yeah. You're like a missionary essentially. Yeah. Like, like half your team yeah. probably died fording the river. <laughs> yeah. Zeke died of cholera. It's yeah. like old Oregon yeah. trail. Yeah. Oregon trail planting. for sure. So now it's like, there's all these resources out there to help church planners, which are fantastic. So we're talking to the, the church multiplication network. We're talking to ARC. We're talking yeah. to um, church planners. We've, we've been a part of helping to start 20 churches over the last 10 years. So it's not like this is a new thing, yeah. but it was a huge escalation yeah. of what we have been doing as a church. And really what, what Scott, um, Pastor Scott, I think is just so gifted to do in raising up and empowering other leaders. Yeah. So as we're talking to all these other organizations that are in the church planning space, we're talking to church planners, the number one thing that we heard from everybody, the number one thing that CMN is saying, we get negative feedback on this, ARC is saying we get negative feedback on it, is the fact that after a church planner launches, it's kind of like, hey. um, You're on your own. Guys, thanks for all the the training, appreciated (laughs) the assessment process, Um, the matching funds were great. did we offend you in some way? Like, are, are things? <laughs> yeah. Are we still cool? Yeah. Are we still um, friends? Yeah, and and honestly, I think I look at that and I say, well, man, the church planning organizations set up as institutions. They're doing they're doing their job. They're they're doing the upfront training. They're figuring out how to assess and how to resource church planners. There's yeah. there's a lot of great things that are happening there, 
but but they're not able to be family yeah to a church yeah. planner and i just i think that's an unfair expectation to put on an organization that's really designed to be on the the front end of things you know and so where we feel like god is leading us is to say man the missing piece in this is that enduring relationship it's it's a church that's along for the journey with you of church planting that's saying hey um, we want to resource you what our resources are your resources in the Mm -hmm. sense of man we if we know something if we've got systems if we've got something that can help you as a church planner we want to do it we want to be on the journey with you and even more than that the pastor we're, we're looking for healthy pastors of strong churches who are saying man i I want to get involved in the church planning game, be a part of church multiplication. Um, it's interesting, uh, Exponential, which is a great yeah, uh, yeah, conference no, movement, for sure, for uh, sure. focus on church planning out there. They say that only 7% of churches are multiplying churches, meaning that wow. they are helping to plant Start, other churches. Yeah, yeah only, only 7%. 7%. Yeah. Wow. So that's a big deal, man. What if we can raise that number? To like 20 or 50. What if? Yeah. For sure. What if? And so I think we, we need to see that be the case. That's that's where future church planners are going to come from. Yeah. Is from uh, growing up in a church that has a vision to say, hey, um, we're not just here to reach our community. We are ultimately here to raise up people in the calling and the passion uh, in the gifting that God has for them and to send them out. And some of you, you're going to go out as church planners someday. And so it just creates a, a culture where it's not even for pastors leading their staff thinking, man, how do I, how do I lead this person to benefit my organization now? And how do I use their gifts to the benefit of now? Yeah. Uh, what if pastors are thinking, man, everybody that is, that I'm stewarding their lives by having them be a part of this team or be a part of this church, I'm thinking about how I'm raising them up for the day when uh, ultimately God calls them to start something, to start yeah. a church, to, yeah. to go to a different ministry, whatever it is, and viewing that as a spiritual father. So we're looking for um, churches that have a desire for that. And then basically we've created a, a pretty intentional process where we're going through retreats and Zoom yeah. calls and, and just a, a year long process together, growing in what it means to be spiritual fathers and mothers, growing in what it means to be multiplying churches. And then at the end of that year, basically they're turning around and doing that for a, a small group of church planners that they're gonna be on the journey with and they're yeah. gonna commit to uh, not just for a a you know kind of a year, but to say, hey, we're on the journey with you as you prepare to launch, as you launch, as you grow, and then any church planner that's coming in is ultimately committing not to just receive help and to receive that relationship and to receive kind of the community that's going to come from being in a, in a group with other church planners and and a church that's investing into all of yeah. them, uh, but they're coming in to say, hey, it's our heart that when we get to a place of health and sustainability. Uh, for our our church and for our ministry, we're committed to do that for others, and it builds that exponential DNA into it. And so, Dude. seeing some incredible things happen, even in this first year, we're in our year of learning. We're calling it our year of learning <laughs> because that's good. Well, listen, I, well, it's a good process. I think a lot of times you want to jump into something, you have a project, and you're just like, okay, here's phase A. You know, you don't even really think about like, hey, do we have an assessment phase? Like where we're yeah. just learning and trying and just experimenting and seeing. Yeah. Is this a is this a good idea or yeah. is this bad or let's try this let's try that you know so there's, I love that there's a lot to figure out I, I feel like Pastor Scott is the greatest razor up razor upper it's definitely razor upper is that what it is <laughs> can you confirm that we've got another person in the room uh, looking yeah, it up Mikai, right now Mikai, can you look feverishly <laughs> typing I've never <laughs> seen someone type so fast uh, so it's it's confirmed guys he is the best <laughs> razor, razor upper, upper of people that I've ever met yeah, for sure. And it, co- I mean, it comes from the, the story of his life, the yeah, vision that he had in his twenties sure. of preaching to a large crowd on a, on a platform, on a stage, uh, thousands of people out there thinking, wow, uh, God, thanks for this opportunity and looking yeah. down in this dream that he had yeah. and seeing a hole cut out on the stage where it, normally he would be standing behind this, this pulpit. Yeah. And instead of standing on the platform, he was standing on the shoulders of his dad yeah. and his dad is there holding his feet and praying for him. And he felt like the Lord said, Hey, I, every ministry opportunity you have comes because you're standing on the shoulders of your father and I want you to give your shoulders to the next generation. And yeah. I've never seen somebody who just lives that way, no, constantly no, yeah, raising not, up people. Yeah, it's not like a, oh, I'm gonna do this every so often. It's not like a goal. Right. It's like a quality. Mm-hmm. It's like a characteristic. That's it. And right? so really that's what we're saying is, man, that's the heart that, cool. that, that Man, what if what if I'm growing in that? What if we all walked with that heart of not yeah. thinking about man? What am I leading, and how am I 
you know, stewarding things, but, but who am I raising up? Yeah. You know, not just thinking about the stage ministry yeah. and what God has given me the platform to do, but, but who is standing on my shoulders. Yeah. And so I'm just even digging into that in a deep way. God's dealing with me of thinking, man, that's, that's what the success of, of your life is going to yeah. be measured by, not just by what you do, but by who you raise up and who you empower to do what I've called them to do. And so it's exciting, man. I think great things are happening and we're believing that out of this, um, thousands of churches will be planted. We want to, we don't want to do what anybody else is doing. If CMN is doing it, great. We want to send people there. We want to champion yeah, them. If yeah. ARC is doing it, great. Um, and even, you know, districts within these assemblies yeah, of God or other sure. networks, we want to help them serve their goals by bringing this process of raising up spiritual fathers and mothers and multiplying churches to, uh, to help them accomplish their vision and their goals. Um, because I think this is the missing piece, yeah. the last the last verses of the Old Testament, yeah, very last verses, um, it's talking about raising up or actually turning the hearts of fathers to sons and daughters and sons and daughters to fathers. And so uh, this is a generation of fatherlessness in, 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 in society, yeah. right? You can look at the stats yeah. that, man, the number, the percentage of, of people that are in prison and the percentage yeah. of dropouts, the percentage of, of, the list goes on and on of how many of those come from fatherless homes. We see the impact of fatherlessness in society, but I wonder what the impact of fatherlessness is in the church. Mm -hmm. Because we don't quite have those same stats, but how many pastors that are struggling, how many churches that are struggling come from being out there on their own and grinding it out without having the support um, or the, the backing of an experienced leader who's saying, man, we've got you. Yeah, and I think it also comes from the consumeristic individual culture that we have too. Like, um, you know, back in the day, you had to rely on your family. It mm -hmm. wasn't a like option. It was like a, no, you, you have to, you know? And, you know, as, th you know, fatherlessness has increased, it's basically just been like, hey, I'm just going to do my own thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a it's an individual sport instead of a team sport, you mm -hmm. know? And I think the more that we can become unified in that and, and really make the priority selfless instead of selfish, mm -hmm. man, I think it's, you know. Well, it's got to be both sides. Yeah. So it's the fathers turning to yeah. the sons and daughters yeah. uh, and sons and daughters turning. We're saying fathers and mothers. I mean, yeah. we're in I this. I love it. Uh, we're, we're, we're using the word father because it's not just a mentor or a coach. A lot of times those yeah. words have a transactional significance yeah. to it. So we're trying to fi figure out what is the right word here. And we're saying, yeah. all right, it's father, but that doesn't in any way limit women because ultimately it's really interesting. In, um, in Paul's writing, he's talking about the fact that we're all adopted as sons. Yeah. The original, the original writing of that says sons. Now some modern translations are changing it to say, you know, sons, sons and, and daughters, daughters or children. Yeah. But what's interesting is what Paul was actually doing was making a really bold statement. When he said sons, he was differentiating between the culture of his day where daughters would not have an inheritance, would not have the right to mm -hmm. be looked at as even a witness in court. Mm -hmm. And he was saying, you're not sons and daughters then in that culture, which would have meant there's some who have rights and mm -hmm. some who don't. He was actually saying, you're all sons. You're all those that receive an inheritance, whether you're a man, whether mm -hmm. you're a woman, uh, you walk in the, the, the promise and the provision and the inheritance and the fullness, and you've got rights here. And so he was actually making a controversial statement yeah. to empower women in that. Yeah, uh, which is and funny. So it, it's interesting because we kind of yeah. miss that today. Yeah, and um, it's like, and it's, you know, uh, uh, Pastor Scott says this all the time, like guys are the bride of Christ, you know, women are called, right. you know, you're, it's like- So it's an the, exchange. Yeah. We, we, we have to be the bride <laughs> right. of Christ or we get to be be the, the bride, bride of Christ, Christ and they and get then, the status uh, of a son. There's yeah. sons and fathers. So there's the language is yeah. sometimes. So, so if anybody's got any better ideas, <laughs> the, we're doing the, the Apostle Paul. Yeah. We're, we're doing the best we can. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is this, was this a big reason for the fast that you did? I mean, I, I mean, so just to kind of catch everybody up, you did I a, sense a transition coming in this conversation. No, but you did a 40 day fast, just water. Was that, was why this, you, why this, Jesus said, don't, <laughs> don't uh, make a big deal about it and don't announce it because then you'll receive your reward. Okay. Why are that's you trying not, to take that's away? That's not one. That's way out of context. Why are you trying? <laughs> that's not even close. You're, it's like you just literally I, undid the whole thing. What did I, I didn't undo anything. I'm kidding. <laughs> it's okay. It was a good transition. You did a great job. Yes. Yeah. That was part of the reason. Okay. So that was part of it. Yeah. But this, I wanted to talk about this because I don't think... I tried a fast. I did a fast. I didn't try a fast. I did a fast mm -hmm. earlier in the year, 
and was like, dude, I'm going to do 40 days too, just water. And it was for a, a next season of ministry mm-hmm. that I was stepping into here at the church as the young adult pastor. I was like, man, Jesus fasted before he really took on his mantle for ministry. So mm-hmm. I wanted to do that. And so that that question really was, hey, is, was that a reason for you to do this fast? Um, stepping into this new father initiative and, and helping uh, Pastor Scott lead this and, and different mm-hmm. things like that? Or was there some other reason where you decided to do that? And mm-hmm. uh, you're not boasting, Andy. You <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're helping and learning and growing uh, together, for sure. If it, if it helps for learning and growing, then yes. yes. And then, empowering. Then let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Um, well, I would say the simple answer to all of that is I fasted because I felt like Jesus uh, invited me to. Invited. Yeah. I felt like he, he asked me to do it. So I felt like in the fall, yeah, let me give you, let me give you this and then I'll give you like some specifics yeah, set of it like up. what I felt like it was yeah, about. Yeah, set it up. Set it but up. it was definitely, I mean, it's been a big season of transition in my okay. life, not just with the father initiative and, and kind of the, the role that comes with that, but just even some deeper things that I feel like he's been speaking to me about. So I've been processing a lot of that. And then I felt like he said, this was, this was October uh, when I felt like he was saying, Hey, what, what if we took some time away together? Um, and we just process some of this stuff. Um, and I actually felt like what he was saying was, I'm the one that brings life. I bring resurrection. You yeah. don't have the power to do that, but you can surrender. Mm-hmm. And you can, in some ways, um, you know, die to some things or just bring them to me as, as, a, as an offering. You can't bring new life. You can't change yourself, but I can change you. I can bring new life. And so what if we go through a little season here where uh, you bring, you bring uh, these things to me and you surrender and you watch me bring resurrection and bring life to the things that I want to bring life to that I've been speaking to you about. So I felt like that's, that was the invitation. And then I'm thinking, okay, great. How long are we going to do this? Like three days (laughs) took you three days uh, (laughs) to to raise from the dead, (laughs) rise from the dead. Uh, That should work for me. Right. And is it, is it, uh, am I, is, are you asking, uh, uh, just for lunch Lord? Are you asking for Netflix? Like, uh, I will not be on Facebook (laughs) or Instagram today. (laughs) And, um, um, so yeah, I'm processing. Okay. What is this? Yeah. What does this mean? Yeah. Um, and I felt like he gave me the number 40. Uh, of course, <laughs> I thought. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to die. I'm mistaken. <laughs> I did not hear that correctly. Yeah. Perhaps after my social media fast for one day, I will hear him better. Um, so I, um, I, I felt like the number he gave me was 40. But because that's a pretty big number. And life wasn't really slowing down. It wasn't yeah. like. Um, yeah. You know, hey, I'm gonna go up. Peace out, guys. This was, I'm gonna go to the desert. I'll see you in 40 days. <laughs> like that really wasn't yeah, on. Yeah, no, it was right before Thanksgiving, right? It it was. It was. Yeah, it, it was, was like it was. I mean, I went through Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving and Christmas, right? No, I ended right before Christmas. Right before Christmas, I was I was doing vegetables over Christmas to celebrate the Lord's birth. <laughs> yeah. Um, so 40 days is what I felt like he said. I felt like I'm gonna need some confirmation on that because that's not convenient. That, you know, that's hard. And that's not going to fit in, um, to my life right now, uh, without some adjustments. And so, um, it was really interesting. I said, as the man of faith that I am, I said, all right, Lord, I'm going to need you to confirm this. I need somebody to bring up in the next few days, a 40 day fast in conversation. And I thought, Hmm, that doesn't happen every day. I don't think I've ever talked to somebody in the recent years about a 40 day fast. I don't think anybody's mentioned anything like that. So I was at a gathering, um, guy was uh, sharing um, and he was sharing about how they were starting something new and it actually had to do with church planning and they didn't know what to do as they were stepping into this new season and so that they felt like the Lord said I want I want you to fast for 40 days and so he said that literally like two days after I threw my fleece (laughs) before the Lord and so I said okay so okay okay (laughs) let's do this thing so and I just thought hey if he's asking me to do it I I don't want to wait till after the holidays you know there's always a reason not to do something in the moment so I just said all right let's get ready and do it so yeah I started in uh, beginning of November and then kind of went through uh, ended just before Christmas yeah so how did that go (laughs) you know I think well okay let's let's just talk about it really quick really quick so it's just water Fast, yeah, right? I eased into it like a couple of days of just uh, steamed vegetables okay, because so you, that's like a, a way to adjust your body to okay. um, 
detox. Where did you read? Like, yeah, where did you read? read that Lindsay out? and I, we, we go to this uh, natural naturopath <laughs> doctor lady that, um, yeah, she's great. <laughs> she, she's fantastic. Like, yeah. truly, like, yes. that's why I yes. haven't been sick yes. for two years because yes. of, like, some of the supplements that yeah. she is okay. saying that we need to take. For sure. So I process it with her, and she said, I think you should ease in do some just steamed vegetables for a while. I had phased out coffee already before that, so I didn't have the caffeine headaches. So you did a lot better than I did. I just went, okay, bam, water, next day. Yeah. Wasn't the wisest. That's pretty drastic. No, that's so, hard. So I did. That's probably I, why I didn't last that long. I don't know how many days it was of, of steamed vegetables where I did like 10 ounces of steamed vegetables okay. uh, during the day. And it just kind of eases your body in. You're not making this drastic thing from eating all the garbage that I was eating before to uh, just water. So eased into it. Um, so I think that helped in a big way. It was still, I mean, I think the first week or so is still an adjustment period. Oh, and, it's huge. And You're going, getting off sugar, man. Yeah. It's like the, it's like the biggest, it was like the hardest adjustment for me at least. Cause I was going, Oh my gosh, I didn't realize how much sugar is in everything pretty oh, yeah. much man and just so hard to for your body to work off of that you know and not only so not only are you detoxifying but your body is switching over from using food as fuel yeah. to using fat as yeah. fuel and so and, that whole process it just kind of throws your system into yes. some discomfort yes um and so you're you're typically having to adjust so really i mean when i've when i fasted you know a day or maybe three days in the past it's kind of been difficult the whole time because yeah. you're in that transition period after I got through, you know, that, that period, maybe the first six or seven days, there were a couple days throughout the 40 that I felt pretty rough. Um, but I would say the vast majority of the time I felt great. Yeah. I really felt uh, great. And I thought I would be hangry. Lindsay was afraid. Oh yeah. So I uh, mean, I would have been afraid. Lindsay, You're a pretty big guy. Lindsay is my wife, guys. She's yeah. incredible. She's yeah. amazing. No, she is I love amazing. Her very much. She could take you down though. I mean, I'm not. But I'm, not right now because she's pregnant. <laughs> We're having our first child. Yeah. Is that a, is this an appropriate place to yes, share that? Yes, it's totally a, okay. totally appropriate. Hey, was that an, another going back to something? Was that yeah. another reason for the fast, um, other than the father initiative is pregnant stuff? No. Okay. But Sorry. I think it's interesting, the timing of the father yeah. initiative and growing to think like a father as Dude, opposed to think like a, a yeah. leader or an individual. That is pretty cool. I think God's timing is pretty good That's pretty on sweet. that, that, he's, that pretty he's, sweet. he's helping me. He's preparing my heart. Yeah. So she was nervous that you were going to become hangry. Yeah. But she said that, that uh, I was actually more easy to get along with. And I would, I would agree with that. Here's why. I felt like, okay, so... I was listening to, or we listened to, Lindsay and I listened to this, po I don't even remember who it was, podcast, um, and they were talking about um, the disciplines of abstinence. So there's disciplines of engagement, like we give, we read the Bible, we pray, we worship. serve, we worship, we evangelize. There's all these actions that we do. Um, so those are disciplines of engagement, but then there's these disciplines of abstinence, uh, things we don't do. We don't eat. That's fasting. Yeah. Uh, we don't work. That's Sabbath. Uh, we don't surround ourselves with a bunch of activity. We're quiet before the Lord. That's yeah. silence. So yeah, there's silence. these like yeah. disciplines where we're, we're, we're stepping away. And so I actually experienced throughout the 40 days a greater sense of let's, let's just call it Sabbath. It felt like an extended Sabbath, an extended time of rest. Now my life didn't slow down. I was still working. Yeah. Uh, didn't really take time off of work until the last week I took, uh, which was that hard for you when you did take time off. I know for me when I didn't have something to do and I was fasting, I was like, dude, I'm going to die. Like you, all you're thinking about is food. Like all I was thinking about was like, I'm like driving and I see a Whataburger sign. I'm like, Oh man, dude, like the greatest thing ever i so we knew that we were going to get an air fryer for christmas so there was a few times <laughs> where i was looking up air fryer recipes during the fast dude because um, I, I thought at least if i'm not eating it i dude, can think about oh no i watched, wings in an air fryer i watched Delicious. the greatest british the great gr greatest british baking show Lindsay L watches that i watched that no, with her too. i literally watched that through the fast and i was like this is fantastic yeah. Like I love learning about food. <laughs> yeah. We watched the great holiday bake off. Uh, I watched it with Lindsay. I actually, so that was the other thing during the fast. I intentionally stepped back from, from TV, gotcha. social media, yeah. um, and just created space. So it's, it's amazing. If you're not watching TV, yes. um, you're not uh, engaging in social media as much and you're not eating, 
there's a lot of extra time. <laughs> so it could just be the practical aspect of it uh, that you've got a lot more time. And so there's just more capacity, yeah. um, which, which goes to show that the way we steward our time, sometimes I feel like, man, there's just no time to do all the things. And then I look at how much time am I spending on these things that, that maybe uh, if I thought about my prioritization, I would have a little bit more capacity. Yeah. So I'm working through that now of even, man, I don't wanna be watching as much TV as I did you know, before. Yeah. Um, or I don't wanna be um, wasting so much time in distraction, other things. Um, but yeah, for me, uh, it was actually a great time of, it felt, it felt restful. Uh, I felt like I had increased peace, capacity. It felt, it felt like, man, it, this feels like a retreat in the midst of my life. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, once I got through the first uh, number of days where it was a, it's like a 10, big challenge, right? it honestly wasn't, to me, it wasn't that big of a deal. And I think here's, here's the key though. And I, I intentionally started with the issue of, I felt like Jesus was asking me to do it. He was inviting me to do it. Um, because that's got to be the thing. Fasting is not a thing. Like if I, I think it would be very foolish or would have been very foolish to go into this and say, oh man, I'm going to, I'm going to prove myself to God, yeah. prove myself yeah. to somebody. I'm going to do this thing. I, I think it's, it's at the invitation of the Lord as he's leading us to do that. Um, we just do what he asks. And so yeah. if he's saying, Hey, um, give up watching TV for a season, or if he's saying, um, you know, give up, uh, one meal a day or yeah. whatever it is. Like, I don't think yeah. it's, there's no, there's nothing less or more respectable about the duration or what it is that you're giving. I think it's, it just comes down to obedience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, um, what were the physical, uh, results or implications that you encountered on that? You know, cause I know for me, like I'm already kind of skinny, and so for me mm, to like my my wife was super Alex was so concerned she was going you're all like you don't have anything else to lose so like day 15 she was going I don't even under, like I only made it 18 days um, and I say I only made it I Buddy, felt don't, like don't hey I felt like only the Lord 18? release released me after 18 days well then that's obedience no you did yeah it. for sure but I was like dude it was looking bad like it was getting real bad and but because I think I'd lost, I think I lost like 20 pounds in, in those 18 days or 15, mm -hmm. somewhere around in there. So, I mean, for 40, like I'm trying to think through like what, you know, what were the physical implications of that for you? And then like what you said after a certain amount of time, it wasn't as bad because like you said, Jesus invited you. It'd be one thing if you were like, oh, I'm going to force, I'm going to will yeah. my way into this instead of being led into it. But, um, you know. What did you do anything specific other than the vegetable thing? Mm -hmm. um, did you have uh, uh, any other supplements that you were doing through that time? Mm -hmm. Was it just water? Like kind of walk us through that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I phased in with the vegetables like yeah. we talked about. And then at the end, for sure phased out. That's that's the key at the end, especially. You've gotta be really, really careful. Yeah, um, it was bad for me, dude. I had like a hamburger day five or day four mm -hmm. after that. It was terrible. It was like, I got, I didn't get Jack Jack for like a long time, but I was like, definitely could feel that I just put some grease into mm -hmm. something that had just been cleaned mm -hmm. and it was bad. Well, know? okay. So it's interesting. Like, so I was studying even the physical, cause at, where were you studying this at? Um, at the Google. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Yeah. So <laughs> I just. I read some things and I'm like, nah, yeah, that guy doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> and then some of the things I'm like, that could be true. Let's yeah, go with it. You yeah, know, you yeah, just you yeah. just kind of have to just, be subjective a little bit here. Yeah. Um, but but so studying um, what happens in your body when you fast, when your body, when, so it's that whole idea of shifting from using food to using uh, fat. Fats. Yeah. Your body actually starts to consume itself. Yeah. So you start eating away even things that maybe were unhealthy about you. So there's, there's reasons people fast that have nothing to do with spiritual. It's just medical that they're wanting to detox their bodies. And so you can go to fasting centers that are uh, purely medical uh, centers that monitor and help you do this um, because your body is consuming itself. It's detoxifying itself. And so when you start eating again, you're now rebuilding your body. But I thought that was like interesting, even in terms of the spiritual parallel of what I felt like I was saying of bring these things to me. Yeah. Um, they will be, let me take them. 
well, the, let wow. me consume those things and yeah. bring new life to you. And so I yeah. felt like even physically, isn't yeah. that what fasting does is that you're coming and saying, okay, um, my body is now kind of consuming and detoxifying. Yeah. Um, now, not that that's the purpose necessarily yeah. of a yeah. fast. I think um, I even looked up cause I knew I was coming to uh, record this with you. And I know you said you wanted to talk a little bit about fasting. So I looked up a definition from somebody smarter than me. So I would sound smart. That's okay. Do you want me to read yeah, it to you? Yeah, you can go ahead and read it. <laughs> it might be helpful to you if you're listening today. This is <laughs> this is from John Piper. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he said this. I thought this was a good definition. Okay, okay. This also came from the Google. I'm, Google's good. Yeah. It, he said that fasting is a temporary renunciation. Yeah. Renunciation. Okay. He uses big words. That's See, okay. I told you he was smarter than me. It's okay. Renunciation of something that in itself is good, like food, in order to intensify our expression of need for something greater, namely God and his work in our lives. So I thought that's great because yeah. it's not, sometimes we get to fasting and we think, oh man, there's, we got something to prove or that we're, we're earning favor with God because mm -hmm. we're doing, it's, it's none of those things. Yeah. It has nothing to do with that. We, it's grace through faith. Yeah. Uh, it's only Jesus. That's yeah. it. And it's just cause we want to know him more and yeah. we just want to experience him more and that's it. So, um, okay. Back to the physical things. Yeah. That was your actual question. I don't know how I got off on this. It's okay. You got to rein me in bud. No, it's okay. I want you to talk. Okay. You were going to, you're going to smart people, man. It's good. So, and you're a smart guy. So, well, thank you. Um, so yes. So eased in, eased out. Those are really important. Uh, and then during the fast, um, I felt great. Um, I for sure lost weight. I've yeah. had uh, more than a few people ask me, uh, what kind of <laughs> sickness I have. Um, so that's it. That's a no, I think that's very important to note though. Like people were like, Hey, is something wrong? Right. Like pe legitimately. There's concerned. some funny stories there. I don't know if they're appropriate for, for sharing <laughs> here, but yes. So yeah. people are asking those questions. You're yeah. losing weight fat. Yeah. Apparently if you don't eat, you lose weight. weight fat. Yeah. Wow. That's, I guess that's a thing. Man, that's a Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so during the fast though, I think the thing that helped me the most, I took, um, there's these electrolyte drops. Oh yeah. This is getting very granular. No, you, sh you showed, you showed them to me. Yeah. So if you're listening, you don't have to tune out right here. I'm no. not going to talk about electrolyte drops right now. No, but, but it's important if you're fasting it's with water. It's no, like the sure. good stuff from Gatorade that you just can put in water. It's got potassium, magnesium, things like that. Yeah. Um, sodium. So it just helps you uh, keep going and not feel like death. Yeah. Um, but I actually, I felt great. Um, we, Lindsay and I would go on walks. I'd feel great. Uh, one day uh, we were going for a walk and I decided I've got so much energy. I got to just run. Do you want to run with me? And she said, nah, I'm good. So I said, cool. I'm just going to run ahead well, and then I'll run back to you. I think it was the, you know, your body starts working off of ketones, yeah. you know? And so you're just like, I remember I work, I woke up at 5 AM and worked till 12 AM. Wow. Like, lit, well, just going, just like, dude, I, cause I wasn't watching, I wasn't watching TV mm -hmm. either. And so it was just, you just felt great to just go do things. Yep. Like I, it was crazy, you know, but anyways, yeah. So you felt like you got so a gust, uh, gust of energy, gust of energy. So I just, I took off, uh, running or, or jogging. I wasn't really running. I was jogging and I jogged for like, um, two minutes and then I realized I'm done. This is it. And then I struggled the rest of the night to just walk. Yeah. So, um, so <laughs> I, I'm sure there's people way stronger than me and, Here's the other thing. I think this is so it's subjective, right? Everybody's yeah. experience, everybody's body gonna be is going to be so yeah. different. So there's no normal, like, this is how it's going to be. I think you don't know until you step out and you step out when Jesus tells you to, and you just do what he ever asks. Yeah. Um, but so for me, I realized, Hey, I feel good, but I definitely don't have the same capacity in terms of energy. Um, so when I have the energy, enjoy it. It's great, but don't try to burn through it. Yeah. For me, it was like, you're not replenishing energy as quickly. And so you can't expend an exuberant amount in short, you know, it's almost like you got to conserve as much as you can because you, you're not replenishing it every day with food or, you know, whatever, you know? So that was, that was always something for me that I was like, I'd like walk up the stairs really fast and then I'd go like, Oh God, that was, Oh, mm -hmm. that was tough. Yeah, you just you gotta know. pace yourself. Yeah. So, um, uh, were there any other physical things that, you know, for you stuck out that you needed? Yeah. No. Did you exercise regularly through the whole thing or was mm -hmm. it just a certain amount of time that you did that? No, I mean, moderate thing, like just yeah. going for a walk, uh, with Lindsay and, um, yeah, stuff like that. Um, 
but in terms of exercising, I tried to work out once and then felt terrible after. So I just decided my body doesn't work. Was was exercise. this the first time that you ever did a f like forty day fast, or was this the first time that you did ever did a, an extensive fast like this before? Like, have you ever done that before mm -hmm. at all? Yeah, like ten years ago, I did a forty day. And those that, that was the only other time that you fasted before. No, I mean I've done like a bunch of oh, like okay. shorter ones. So you're so you're but uh, <laughs> so I've done. Listen, I've been dumb. I've done like one three day fast. I did. Um, I broke it at a Chinese buffet. <laughs> Let me just tell you, if you're interested in fasting, uh, fasting 101, do not but, do you, not even involve yeah. a Chinese buffet. Hey, you know what? In mine? fact, we should just probably say just diet and nutrition in general. Just avoid it. Just be safe. Um, and then another time I did a three day fast, I broke it at Denny's for a breakfast meeting and I was so hungry because you're still not out of oh, the woods yeah. yet. You oh, know, yeah. you, your hunger dies down after oh, yeah. a while, but yeah. like three days, it's still raging. So, um, I broke it with not one, but two grand slams at <laughs> Denny's also strike Denny's from the list of appropriate places to break a fast. Um, so I've, I've done, yeah, I've learned, um, through, Dude, through my poor my, decisions, may my life serve as a warning. <laughs> my, my first fast. I I did. I did it in OSL. We were fasting before Mardi Gras. I was doing it with my friend Matt Short, and uh, we fasted seven days. We did. I can't remember what we did. It was like just water or just water and like lunch or something. And we went to Taco Bueno and got more like a, Taco a Mallow. Am I right? <laughs> no. no, no. It was we got a mucho nacho at Taco Bueno. So mm -hmm. let's just. We'll, we'll add that to the list mm -hmm. as well. So Denny's. Denny's Chinese buffet. buffet Taco Bueno. Taco Bueno. Yeah. Like just strike that. Strike them from the <laughs> list. Yeah. Uh, what were the, um, so besides physical stuff, were there any kind of like spiritual or emotional mental things that, you know, breakthroughs or things that you felt like you experienced on the fast? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think I talked about the greater sense of peace and capacity. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I think generally uh, there's a level of, of anxiety sometimes that I, I deal with. And I felt like that throughout the fast was great. Yeah. Like I just sensed a greater peace, greater awareness of, of the presence of Jesus. Um, spiritually, and this kind of goes back to even your question earlier about why did you fast? So yeah. ultimately the simple answer is because I felt like Jesus said to. Yeah. Um, but as I processed why should I be doing this? There is actually, so I, I journaled a lot throughout the fast. I, yeah. th I found that to be very you helpful. You know, that's one thing I didn't do. And I kind of wish that I would have, um, because I would have been able to document like just some of those moments or some of those things to help me process mm -hmm. what was, what God was speaking and what God was doing. I mean, I definitely took, you know, I definitely did my morning devotional, but I didn't like record it, mm -hmm. you know, uh, regularly, which, you know, in hindsight, going back, I, I think I'm going to do that the next time I do fast but go on mm -hmm. so yeah i i um i journaled i think just in general that's helpful for me i don't do it all the time i'm not i'm not the most disciplined um person when it comes to that um but i think i found it helpful to be a way to get thoughts out of my mind and kind of process with the yeah. lord and so i find he speaks to me a lot as i just get thoughts out there into a space that we can interact on together um so i in this journal, the front page, I kind of created a dashboard for my uh, <laughs> fast and I had like, which I would check off which day I was on. So I kind of knew where yeah. I was at in the process, but there was three main things that I felt like I was saying, this is, this is what I want you to just kind of pray about and pray through. Again, the biggest goal was just connecting with Jesus. Yeah. Cause that's what he wanted. That's yeah. it. It's just time away with him. Um, I think, man, there's so many, re even in scripture, there's reasons people fast, there's grief, there's, they need direction, they need protection. They, I mean, you can look at all the biblical yeah. examples. But I think when it comes down to it, especially New Testament fasting, yeah. um, uh, Jesus is, is talking about it when um, the people came and said, hey, you, John the Baptist's disciples, they fast, but your disciples don't fast. Why is that? And he said, well, they're not fasting now because the bridegroom is here. But when the bridegroom is gone, they'll fast. I mean, he's basically saying it's it's, it's to because reconnect. I'm yeah, I'm present. It's to with reconnect him. with. Yeah. Him. It's just a deeper level of creating. There's nothing. There's no merit in the fasting itself. Yeah. It's just a space to connect with Jesus. It's just all about him. Yeah, and, and he's so good. The more we create space for him, the more he will come and fill, fill that space yeah. and, and connect with us. You know, yeah. and so um, to me, it was just about him. But as I was praying through, I felt like there's three things that just daily throughout the fast I prayed about. 
and this is I'm this is gonna get a little vulnerable uh, okay. as I share it, but uh, yeah, maybe go ahead. It's, maybe it's helpful to no, those I think it will be. We want we want vulnerability that are that are listening and, and praying. So these are my own issues. Um, not saying these are yours, but uh, here's here's my issues. Uh, first of all, I felt like it did have to do with the whole father initiative thing, but less about the strategy of what we're doing with it. Though I felt like we got some really great strategic breakthroughs. That's mm-hmm. not really what I was necessarily praying about. I was just saying, God. I feel like I live my life more as a as a leader than a father. I'm thinking more about how am I leading this thing. I'm not trying to get credit for it. It's not about me, but it's more about what I'm doing, if that makes sense, as opposed to who I'm raising up. And so I've just been praying, God, who is that? Who are you calling me to to invest in? And God, shift my heart, change my metrics of success, even the way I think. Like you got to think differently as a father um, than you would think as a leader. And so for me, I'm just on that journey in a deep way. Uh, I'm even, uh, I have a coach that's helping me process some of that stuff just to, to get my thinking right. So that was one of the things that, um, that I was praying about every day is that God, would you, would you just use me as a father to be present, to love the person in front of me and to, um, you know, to add value to them and how many people God could you use me to raise up, um, who are you calling me to? All of that. Yeah. So I think that that was one piece of it. The second piece, I felt like I was repenting from focusing on doing ministry and shifting into a place where my priority is making disciples. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, man, God's just been speaking to me a lot about that, that there's been seasons of my life where I've been very intentional about making disciples and very present. And then there's seasons where I get really busy in the ministry stuff. Uh, I'm making air quotes around ministry um, in my heart. I didn't even do it in the room. I'm like telling people <laughs> yeah. something. Yeah. Here, ministry. <laughs> yeah. Did you feel those air quotes? Yeah, I my, felt them. Um, they were pretty strong. So you're doing ministry, but and in the end, I mean, hopefully the result is that people are being discipled. Um, I think that's that's the goal. But uh, personally, that doesn't absolve my responsibility for making disciples. You know, Jesus made disciples uh, and sent those disciples out, but he continued to disciple people. He continued yeah. to minister everywhere he went. And so for me, it's it's not a job. It's not about a position. It's a lifestyle. It's everywhere yeah. I go. It's, yeah. I was just at lunch, and uh, the guy that was serving us found out he's the owner of the restaurant, uh, a guy from the country of Jordan who now has two restaurants and had the opportunity to even just pray with him over cool. like just love it where everywhere I go like how am I being present and not being distracted by the the next meeting that I have but being present to love people and to share the gospel and then with those that God would call me to to enter into an intentional relationship of discipleship with them um, where I'm even helping them to be disciples of others so I just feel like God was saying, you need to repent of that and just come to me and, and allow me to shift your heart in that area, uh, even as you're stepping out in ways to do that. And so that was the second thing. And the third thing that I felt like God was helping me process uh, was he was highlighting areas of my thinking and of my heart where I operate with a scarcity mentality, mm. where I feel like, I think the key word would be, there's not enough. Yeah, There's not enough time. But gosh, there's just so much to do. How am I going to get this all done? Uh, man, I, I don't know how we're going to make the budget with this. Man, where, God, where is the provision going to come from? So with time, with money, I think those are the two big ones. But then I think also sometimes it's with ideas. What are we going to do? How are we going to have the insight? Where is the energy going to come from to do all of this? And then even, God, where's the support? Who, who are you bringing to the table? So kind of those five areas, time, uh, money, ideas, energy, and, and support or people, and just feeling like, gosh, man, there's a lot of times where I operate with a fear of lack rather than operating out of the abundance of a son whose father owns everything and controls everything and has said, hey, uh, you're my son. Let me me share my inheritance with you. Um, Everything that I've called you to, I'm going to provide, whether that's just the time that you need today or whether it's the resources that you need a month from now. uh, I've got it. And so I think it was just a journey of saying, God, I'm... And I'm still... It's not like you do a fast and ah, all these things are done. They're just, it was a deeper process of giving space to intentionally say, God, in these three areas of stepping into fathering and shoulder ministry rather than stage ministry, as we'd say, and shifting from doing ministry to making disciples and shifting from a scarcity mindset to an abundance mindset. Um, these are areas I'm going to continue to focus on with the Lord, but it was just an intentional time carved out for him to speak to me on those things and anything else he wanted to say. And there was other things that he said for sure. Yeah. I remember uh, uh, after or during my fast or even right after it, like like you said, you're emptying yourself 
and of yourself, literally, mm-hmm. and filling yourself with Jesus. And I remember specific times where I was depleted and I was going, God, I don't even know how I'm going to have the energy for this. And then I would go pray and then I'll, I would be like, wow, I have energy. Mm-hmm. Did you have any, uh, I mean, did you relate to that at all in any way? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was something that. Yeah, and like I, but I would say my experience in general was that I felt really good. Yeah. Uh, but there was, I think, probably like five days past that initial first week <laughs> where I did not feel really good. Yeah. Um, and so I just, I rested more. And yeah. I think that's part of it is just saying, okay, I need to, I'm, I'm going to listen to my body and do, yeah. do what I need, be wise you yeah. know, in that process. Yeah. But I think one of the things I heard after the fast, and I think it's been true in my life, just in like when you fill yourself with Jesus, empty yourself of yourself and you fill yourself with Jesus, you're ultimately just going to have more faith. Mm-hmm. You're ultimately going to do more things that Jesus did. You're ultimately going to think more like the way Jesus thought, you mm-hmm. know? And so for me, like in my own life, like, yeah, like you're saying, it's like, man, the whole disciple, like literally the things, some of the things that you said about just making like it a lifestyle and not mm-hmm. just like a, a job, mm-hmm. uh, just the making disciples type of mentality and going like, this isn't like, <laughs> this isn't like a cool part of the church. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, this is like a, oh yeah, we can do that. No, it's like, no, that is it. That is it. That's what he said. Yeah. That's he didn't say go do ministry. <laughs> oh, I know, man. We get it mixed up. Some like he didn't say, Hey, go write a book. He didn't say, Hey, go preach. And I'm not knocking those guys that do do that. I think those are different ways to make disciples. But ultimately it's Sure, it's all good. Yeah. But it never it never <laughs> absolves us of the personal responsibility. Yeah. To personally make disciples. To yeah. Personally share the gospel. And that costs a lot. You know, it costs a lot of time. It costs a lot of effort. And so when you are able to uh, say no and realize, like, the cost of not eating food, the cost of not doing that, it becomes a lot easier to say yes to that cost or, mm-hmm. you know, the cost of saying it. It just, be, for, for me at least, it was just like, man, yeah, duh. It's not even a thing, you know? I don't know mm-hmm. if that was the same for you or not. Well, I think even, I think it was a book um, called The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. Oh, yeah, Duhigg, for sure. Where he talks about uh, keystone habits. Love it, yeah. I think I it's remember. keystone. It's, no, it's keystone. Is it it's keystone, keystone habits? habits? Okay, yeah. it's either cornerstone or keystone. So keystone habits where if you get this thing figured out. It changes everything It else. changes everything else. So yeah. you get you get more discipline in this one area and everything else comes into alignment. And I think um, tying that to what you just said, yeah. that when, when you're fasting, there's a, there is a tremendous amount of discipline involved yeah. in that, in, yeah. in your thinking, in yeah. your physical body, in the emotion, all of it. And so as you're doing that, I think that's one of those keystone experiences that increases the level of, of discipline in other areas where things that maybe seemed really difficult before, they just don't feel as, as difficult yeah. now. Well, it, you're literally saying no to the world. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're saying yes to Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know that that uh, Jesus you can't necessarily see, like mm-hmm. you know, and it's such a faith increaser, edifier. But yeah, it you're 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 building discipline around saying no to the things of the world mm-hmm. and going, man, Jesus is all that I need, which mm-hmm. will ultimately change the way you do everything else. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, yeah. Um, can I can I say one thing? Yeah, about go that? ahead. I think we talk about fasting and we we want to we want to segment it to just these very intentional short-lived times. Yeah. What I've been processing now and I don't have an answer to this is just man, what does it look like to live a fasted lifestyle? Oh yeah. Where where I am not just thinking about man, what's the next time I'm going to fast, you know, mm-hmm. or uh, I'll fast on Wednesdays or mm-hmm. whatever. No, I mean, those things are fine and and I think it can be very good. I don't I don't have anything like that. I have no plans right now. To, to fast right now, <laughs> yeah. a, specific, a specific time yeah. in that sense. But I'm just asking the question, man, Lord, the, the, the level of, of intentionality and presence and peace and capacity that was created in my heart as I said no to these other things. And how do I live with that lifestyle where, where I live a fasted lifestyle where Jesus is just so priority in every area that these other things, they just, 
mm-hmm. just don't matter as much. And I yeah. think you do an intentional time of fasting. It jump starts that yeah. thinking a lot, but now I'm just processing, man, what are the things that you would even as a lifestyle be asking me to limit? Uh, and I think some, one of those things we talked about already is TV just cause it's a big time waster. Yeah. Um, you like know. we really don't realize how big of a time waster it is. Like when we're, when, huge. You're, when you're not, well, at least for me, no, um, it was huge. No, it's huge. I mean, for me too, like you don't, but you don't realize it right. until you don't do it. And then you're going, dude, I'm really bored right now, Yeah. you know, and it's five o'clock and I've already eaten and I, you know, I'm, I don't eat at five o'clock. I'm just saying like, I'm already full. How old are you? <laughs> But it's like no, it's like six and or seven. Also, what o'clock. time home? What time yeah. do you get home from work, dude? Uh, well, I'm talking. I don't know. <laughs> we don't need to get into that. <laughs> a normal time, but uh, that's not an everyday thing. But I'm just saying, um, you know, whenever you're you're sitting there and you're going at seven o'clock, and normally I would watch TV or a Netflix show, mm-hmm. and now I have two hours now. It's like oh, okay, well, let's go to the gym. Then you go to the gym, and you're like, well, I still have another hour and a half before I have to go to go to bed you know mm-hmm. it's just weird how much space is created whenever you remove that from your activity that's true and so I think that's the question for me that's a really sustainable question that anybody at any point can ask is man how do I just create more capacity and it's not it's not just about getting more things done I think there is a, a time management thing there that can yeah. be helpful yeah but more so man how do I just create more in, intentionality in my life to lean into moments and create space where Jesus can, yeah. can speak. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Totally so you. on a, on a scale of one to 10, like in terms of hardest things that you've done in your life, like, or, and again, I know you had mentioned this before, like Jesus told you to do it. So you knew that he gave you grace to do it. But in terms of like, cause I think some people can think and go, Oh, 40 day fast. It's not that bad. You know, it's like, you know, whatever. Like Jesus did 40 days, you know, it doesn't mm-hmm. say he did more than 40 days. He did 40 days. And like, I've tried it and it is, it was hard. Like it, there were, there were times where I was going, dude, this is really, really hard. So for you on, on a scale of one to 10, you know, how, in terms of hardest things that you've done in your life, give people kind of an, uh, 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 an idea of like, this isn't just like, like you said, this isn't something that you just want to step into and just go like, Oh, I'm just going to fast, you know? No. And I feel like we need to give a disclaimer, talk to your medical professional before <laughs> attempting such, <laughs> yeah. such a fast. Yeah. Um, yeah. So here's what's going through my mind and, and why I feel like it's hard to answer. I feel like I got more out of it mm-hmm. than I invested into it. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's like, wow, that's when, a great perspective. It's like when people go on missions trips, yeah, they go, and yeah. like, oh man, I sacrificed and I worked hard yeah. to save up, but um, you get way more out of it. And I went on this thinking I yeah. was there to give, but in the end, I feel like I was the one who was blessed. I can't yeah. tell you how many times I've heard people say that. And so if you ask them, how hard was it? I think it's hard to answer because the benefit outweighed the, the challenge mm-hmm. in some ways. Yeah. You know? so, I think in the moment it's hard, but yeah. like, so I'm, I'm, I think almost a year, no, it's about eight months since my fast. And I fasted cause I was stepping into this role, but I prayed and I was like, God, I just want you to do great things. I want you to, I want to be Jesus to people. I want mm-hmm. you to do great things through me. And I'm telling you this year, in terms of the ministry life change that's just happened around me and the people that I've been connected to has been the greatest year of my life in terms Mm -hmm. of ministry transformation and people that I'm investing in. I mean, Mm -hmm. literally just like amazing God stuff. And I'm going, yeah, it's not even close to like, I, like, it's almost like the, the, your fast prepares you for Jesus to enter and you Mm -hmm. know, you're removing yourself and then he moves long after it's done. That's it. And here's what I long after it's done. Here's what I love about it. Um, I heard a pastor talking about this. I think sometimes the most profound things that God does in us, sometimes we're not even aware of what he's done. Yeah. Because yeah. if we were, we'd be tempted to take credit for it. Yeah. Yeah. We're tempted to say, ah, because I fasted, yeah. now look what the Lord has done for me. Yeah. It's not about no. trying to twist God's arm. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's it's submitting ourselves in a more full way to him. So it's not that, oh man, I did this. Now yeah. this happens, yeah. A equals B. Yes. It's just, who knows? Who knows know, how it's even connected? I don't even you don't know even how it's going to work. That's yeah. where it just comes back to obedience. And if he says, hey, s- step away with me, come away with yes. me. This, and I think you talked about doing fasting in a season of transition. Mm-hmm. 
Um, that's I feel like I'm in a season of transition. Mm-hmm. I feel like Jesus yeah. was no, in a season sure. of transition. Yeah, I mean, this sure. this was right before he began his yeah, ministry. For sure. Before he did any miracles, before he stepped into, you know, everything that, that yes. we know that he did, yes. uh, he spent this time fasting. And so I think there's this link between fasting and transition times yeah. where we're saying, okay, um, this is an appropriate space in the midst of transition where I can't really latch on to, oh, I wonder if it's this. I wonder if it's that, when we're not in transition, we tend to latch onto the situation, yeah. the position, the yeah. opportunity, yeah. the identity we find in that, the clarity, all of those things. When we're in transition, we don't have those the things. ability to hold on to those things. Mm-hmm. And so what are we going to reach out for? We're going to reach out for the Lord. Yeah. And I think there's an intentional space to carve that out through yeah. fasting to, yeah. to, to accelerate that process. Yeah. I think a lot of times, yes, we, we think that by me fasting, this will happen. Mm-hmm. And... I, I definitely think that faith increases when you fast. So mm-hmm. things happen, you know, in faith, you know, there are going to be things, but you can, like, this is, <laughs> this is, this is crazy. Like Kanye came out with an album that said Jesus, like Kanye basically declared to the world that he was King, like not too long after my fast. And I'm going, Oh, I fast. You know, I can't, there's no way I can say, Oh, because I fasted Kanye got saved and, and did that. But you're also Is that what you're saying though. No, I'm not saying that, <laughs> but it's, it's going, I, you're going, you're going, man, that's crazy that that is happening in this time period right now. And, you know, and maybe my fast was connected to that. Maybe it was, it doesn't matter. But the point is like, thank, I thank you for that album. <laughs> yeah. Yes, thank you, thank you for that. Yeah, it was, it was, but I'm, I'm, I think more the more the point is like, man, we just don't. You don't really know what. It, it's not you that does it. It's God that's doing it's it, it. It's and just you're a part of it, and you're being obedient to it. He's going to use you, and you. Everybody plays a part in the kingdom and in the family, and you know if you will just say no to yourself. God can use you in tremendous and mm-hmm. move through you than more than you ever thought possible or could imagine you know so good yeah absolutely um have i thoroughly distracted you from having to give you a number to answer your question no okay but i still i still want it i don't have it i know (laughs) i know (laughs) like you've climbed mountains i was like dude just you could give me you could give me some kind of idea but i think that i think you by by not answering it actually uh is good because it helps people to understand it's not about the difficulty of it I it's, just know I got way more out of it. I it's a, it's yeah. about it's a well. It's not about how hard it is. It's about how if Jesus is asking you to do it or not, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that's the the most important thing you got to keep in at the at the front mm-hmm. uh, in in terms of motivation, you know. Because mm-hmm. I think there's a temptation a lot of times for it to be physical or to you know for God to you know do something great so that you know your ministry can be blessed or or whatever you know. Mm-hmm. But that's not so i i'm okay yeah i'm okay with you not answering it (laughs) uh um so one last one last question man before Mm we um kind of end our time here which again we really appreciate you coming on because i know no thanks for the opportunity you are doing a lot somebody that's looking to fast or like is in a season of transition Mm -hmm. or thinking about it you know um what kind of re you said you you guys talked to a doctor you know what resources or steps do you feel like you could push people towards you know google you know, if that's an answer, then that's an answer. What could you push people towards to help them kind of get an idea if they've never fasted before? You had said you did a 40-day fast like 10 years ago mm-hmm. um, and done a few other things here and there. But, um, yeah, it's just so that, you know, yes, talk to your medical professional. Like, what what are some things that you would recommend and resource them to? Yeah, I, there's so much that's out there online yeah. in terms of what to expect. Mm-hmm. And you can get different perspectives from different people. Um, I think if you're doing a shorter fast, it's not, let's, let's not over, uh, dramatize it. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. if you're doing a shorter fast, then just go for it. Yeah. It might be uncomfortable, yeah. but you're, you'll be okay. Yeah. Unless like, if there's medications you take and all that, and yeah. then again, talk to your doctor. Like yeah. I, yeah. everybody's situation is different. Um, so I think if you're doing a shorter fast, I don't think it's a huge deal unless there's medical things you're dealing with. In what is which case considered, you talk to your doctor. what is considered a shorter fast? Uh, talk to your doctor. 
Yeah, um, I guess. But I think if it's longer, I think I think it's longer than seven days. I think you just you just need to you just need to prepare for it. You yeah. have to realize that that this is a journey that you're going on, and it's it's gonna take something from you. It's gonna take some intentionality, and you just have to plan appropriately. Mm-hmm. So I would say um, my first thought when you asked that was do it with somebody. Yeah. If you've never done it before, why not talk to somebody? that you know uh, who has fasted and mm-hmm. then maybe do it do it with it's them. It's actually a good point. I just had two of my buddies. Uh, we've been in the 20 days of fasting here at the mm-hmm. Oaks at the beginning of the year. And um, they uh, uh, they fasted together. And it was great for them because mm-hmm. ne- neither one of them had done. They were doing a 20-day water fast. And so, wow. yeah, so they did it. They went from it, never having done it to 20 days. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It was great. I mean, one, that's, that's one of my friends, he, uh, ate a, he ate like a pizza like two days after it, man. And he's okay. But it, yeah, I'm just going, oh, dude. Oh, man, that's tough. Well, that's, I think another thing I'd say is, is again, do whatever the Lord tells you. If yeah. he tells you to yeah. do 20 days, yeah. then do it. Because yeah. scripture doesn't command us to fast, no. but it does it does seem like Jesus multiple times says yeah. when you fast, like yes. he talks about like, it's going to be, it's just a it normal needs to thing. Be, this is a normal thing. So again, that's this where is a cultural thing. Yeah. Just listen to what he tells yeah. you to do on it. But, um, I would say wisdom would say, uh, I'm saying, I think it would be wise. That's a better way to say that. Yeah. I think it would be wise to start small. Yeah. Right. Uh, rather than going for 20 right off the bat, unless if Jesus tells you to do it, but yeah. maybe you start by, uh, fasting one meal a day for a couple of days and you just learn how that feels or yeah. you take a day or yeah. whatever it is. I think, I think working your way into it and figuring out a rhythm that, that works for you is a yeah. great way to start. Do it with somebody. I think that's the motivation that comes from that or talk to somebody that's fasted. So you yeah. get their experience and maybe their guidance in the process with you. And then I think, yeah, if there's medical things going on for sure, talk to your doctor. Yeah. Do you feel like, and this is kind of, one of the last things I wanted, uh, one of the last thoughts I've been having is, do you feel like fasting, like, I mean, I feel like fasting social media and TV, people say, you know, fasting, but I just, I just did a 20 day fast with no TV and stuff. And we're still, Alex and I like, like it so much. We're going to keep, you know, just doing it. Mm -hmm. But, um, I was like, man, there's such a difference between fasting, something that is, um, outside of you versus fasting something that, you know, is directly mm, connected to your body. Yeah. Um, like I've just, I've just seen the difference in terms of like how much more I'm actually really connected to Jesus, you know, and mm-hmm. how much I'm saying no to myself. But um, yeah, I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on that and, and, and how you, um, like do you, I'm, part of me is like, man, sometimes if you haven't fasted food before, I think it's a good thing for you to do that, you yeah. know, versus just fasting social media you know it's it kind of seems like it's an easy way out in a way but i'm also like i don't want to be uh judgmental and uh and it could just be you it could be that for you food is much more of a comfort and a thing that that you're tied to yeah whereas for somebody else um there's there's been those statistics about (laughs) you know how many people would rather go without uh, a toilet or running water <laughs> yeah. versus the internet, yeah. you know? And so yeah. It, yeah. I think it's just, what is the thing that you turn to? I think here's a question. Coping. What is, what is the thing that you turn to for comfort? Yeah, that's good. What is the thing that you run to for escape? What yeah. is the what is the thing that, that you look to as your source even? Because that's where food comes in. It's yeah. comfort and it's source. Yeah. It's saying, God, I realize that that thing that I'm giving up or that thing that for a short period of time I'm setting to the side to say, I want you more. Yeah. Um, that's where it comes in. So I, I think it's different for everybody yeah. based on what their thing is. So I would say if, if you, I think behind your question, you're asking, man, don't, don't take the easy way out. Like don't, well, don't. I, my heart is going, my heart says, just do whatever Jesus is telling you to do. But I think sometimes we can, you know, we can go, man, food is too hard or food is like, that's not realistic. Yeah. Or, you know, like, man, that's re- like my energy is going to be depleted. I'm not going to be able to work. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to do these things. And part of me is like, that's not true. I was still able to work. Yeah. You know, like you're still able to do things. And actually, you probably do it better in some ways because you're actually more focused. But like also not being disrespectful and to other, you know, like you said, other people's dependencies and coping for um, other things other than just food or, you know, whatever. Yeah. So I would say to that. 
go for the thing that is the greatest source of comfort. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, so if it is social media, great. Like go, if it is TV, whatever it is for you, what is the thing that you run to? That might be the area where you might have the most profound encounter with the Lord. If you're willing to say at his leading, God, I want to set that aside to pursue you in this area. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think it's just a matter of going after the things that we run to instead of Jesus and replacing that with him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, man, hey, we appreciate you being on the podcast. You're the only person that I know that's done a 40-day fast. So I was glad to be able to have a conversation about it and uh, really get some insights that, you know, I was expecting for you to have, like, read a book or something on the 40-day fast, and you're like, just Google, you know? And so I think, and Jesus told you to do it. So I think it's like, in my mind, I was like, dude, that's an impossible task. This is impossible. There's no way anybody can do this. But you were able to do it, man, because Jesus empowered you to do it. And yeah. Can I say one last thought? Yeah, go ahead. This is one of the big things that I felt like he dealt with me on even the last, to the last three days I went to a cabin and oh, just yeah, got yeah, away. Oh yeah, yeah, right? we forgot about that. Yeah. Um, as a way to just finish this time out. And um, I had a few books that I wanted to read throughout the fast. Okay. Um, even you know, there's some books of the Bible, then some other books and yeah. some things I wanted to process and journal about. So it was the last day and I felt like I still had some things that were left undone Yeah. from my list. Yeah. And so that morning I woke up, I'm at the cabin um, and, and I'm thinking, all right, let's go. Let's get, let's get the list done of the things that I felt like even I wanted to do and that the Lord led me to do. Um, and so I'm getting ready to have a full day of finishing up so I can check off all of my boxes. And I felt <laughs> like uh, the Lord was like, Hey, um, you want to do all the things on your list or you just want to hang out with me? Today? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, I mean, I felt like some of these things were like, uh, like inspired by man, what you were you telling me to do. It's like, Oh yeah. Okay. But do you want to do your list or you want to hang out with me? And I yeah. think that's something that even through this, um, I realized lately in life, my tendency to perform versus yeah. just connect. Yeah. And so I would just, I, I want to finish with this because I think sometimes we can make something like fasting this performance thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it, the way this ended for me was God saying, hey, let's just, spend. so I left my list undone. I'll, I'll admit it. There's, there's a book that I did not read. There are some, some chapters yeah. of the Bible I didn't read. There's some things I didn't journal about that I had planned to do. And the list was undone, and I've never been happier to have a list undone because I felt like God was saying, stop trying to even perform in the midst of this yeah. and to check things no, off good, and dude. to do the ministry things. Um, this is just about connection. Yeah. And let's just spend time together. You're my son. I love you. There's things. And we just had conversation. It felt like conversational time with Jesus throughout the day, just praying and, and um just hanging out with him is yeah. what it felt like. And so there's things that, that come from that, that you can't get out of a book yeah, uh, or out of some spiritual activity. And so I think, um, just as a final thought, I would say, even with this, the goal is not to perform in a way or to hit a certain goal of, of how spiritual you are through the mm-hmm. discipline. Like there's no merit in that. And it's not about performance. It's about connecting with him. And so he's been dealing with me about that big time. And I think he even used this fasting as a way to say, hey, it's not about performance. It's about connection. Yeah. Love it, man. Well, we enjoyed you being on the podcast. Um, uh, looking forward to more conversations uh, and just really appreciate you. And racquetball. Yeah, absolutely. If we don't play racquetball, I'm going to be kind of frustrated. But I have to take some time because I had knee surgery and I'm still recovering doing rehab. Always an excuse. (laughs) All right, man. Thanks Uh, so much, guys. Really appreciate it.